How you guys doing? Good. Doing all right. That's good. How are you doing, Sentinel? Uh, good. Yeah. No, I've been yeah. just home doing stuff. Fair enough. So. For context, I've basically pulled these guys into it because I completely forgot it was a Saturday and I am recording today. Um, yeah. So you guys Why have played not? the weekly story? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, bad thing is, I didn't concentrate at all on <laughs> listening to the story. I was That's rushing fine. through because I missed two weeks. That's why you and others are here to listen to the story. Yeah. So. What he said. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So Rasputin yeah. can't find a tactical use for the war sets that works against Zuvu. So, you know, we continue the stalemate. And that's basically what he says. Like, you know, it may not be a possibility that we can actually do anything. Um, yeah, there's a terminal in the Cosmodrome that isn't linked to the rest of the network, and the files are stored in... The files are stored in there, and they're of critical importance. Um, Anna asks, before I think before we go to the files, like, did I do the right thing in bringing him back? And... You know, she gave, she gave Rasputin culture, and took f like he she took from him something that would have struck down the traveler. Yeah, and you know that would have supposedly defended humanity according to Clovis and according to you know Rasputin's protocols up until the point where you know Anna basically was like, "Hey, culture, probably don't do that." <laughs> I'm simplifying, but you know, she basically introduced him to aspects of humanity and as a result he didn't shoot the traveler <laughs> uh but there's also some other aspects to that we'll get to a little bit later i still yeah. am confused as to what the data might be but i have two possibilities i don't know if i've written those down but i'll try and remember to keep them in mind um so what are, what are your guys general impressions of rasputin at this point like um i mean i feel like, like this you go first, Matt. No, you go. <laughs> After you, good sir. Bite you on this. Um, I think that it not a lot has changed from last week. I feel mm. like oh, from last it's week, still definitely. Yeah. Pretty like the same storyline. Like we're just gonna be in a stalemate. I think that um, this week, it's Rasputin showed a little bit more like thanks to Anna. Mm. And, it, you know, he says the line in, like, the story mission. He's like, you made me more than a weapon. And it's like, oh, he said it. He said um, the line. So the it's line. like, it's, it's, it is interesting to see him be more human, mm. have a little bit more humanity, yeah. I guess. He's got more humanity at this point. Yeah. Say the thing. Say the thing. More than a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's suffering because she made him capable of suffering. And... Mm. She's questioning her actions, you know, bringing him back in Warmind after he got, not split, but he basically was like, hey, I am dormant. And yeah. then, she, so she brought him back in Warmind, and then she brought him back this season after the whole Warmind facility was, you know, effed up. Mm -hmm. So she makes a comparison to Elsie of, you know, her sister. And how the same tragedies happen over and over and over again. And maybe that's what's happening to Rasputin. And the collapse is occurring again. Maybe there's no hope for the future. <laughs> this is sounding a lot like Invader V to me. Um, yeah. If anyone has <laughs> seen the video. 
Um, uh, I haven't, but she. Yeah, it's basically an ego going crazy over the state of the world. Oh. Um, she is said in the terminal message to have turned off the call before she fell too deep into despair. I think this is just constantly edging everyone over the fact that, you know, the dark future could have roots in possibility, even though realistically the way it was stated is probably not not going to occur. Yeah, um, probably not. Probably. I think Rasputin, if he wasn't taught the things that stopped him from doing what he was going to do, he would have already nuked the Wrathborn, and he yeah. would have destroyed the Traveler back then. It's like I think like he wouldn't have restraint or anything. He wouldn't have restraint. Like, He'd have done the calculated yeah. thing. I think realistically, we would already be hooked if he wasn't more human than yeah. yeah. I agree. Um. So Operation Sankus. Census. I don't look. Sank. It's the Roman okay. god. Of, Roman god of trust. That's what it's named after, which makes sense because he's asking us to do something that is classified. And secret hiding it from honor hiding it from the vanguard yeah have you got you guys have played the mission i'm assuming you've done the yeah. story stuff this yeah, week. yeah 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 i just finished the story today yeah so he laments about how often his technology falls into the wrong hands and how his arsenal is insufficient against the black fleet and it now poses a direct threat to humanity which you know is true if the wrathborn get the get the war stats they're effectively able to just like kinetically nuke humanity and summon yeah, summon Zivu, the whole shabam um and to achieve the objective of ensuring the survival of humanity he engaged in espionage sabotage murder and acts of tyranny but he says one is particularly egregious one he nearly executed and one that would have haunted him to this day we can infer from an order he nearly executed you know this is shooting the traveler and yeah probably <laughs> Bungie is beating it into our heads he did not shoot the traveler and there'll be still be there will still be people who say that he did <laughs> it's going to occur over and over and over yeah and it's very annoying um yeah he also mentions that like Anna has always been his humanity and it was her that convinced him to stop mm. and it's it's a very short mission. Like if you zoom through it, you zoom through it. There's a little bit of dialogue. It, it took me about like maybe four minutes. To yeah, go through. the dialogue's good. And, uh, the thing yeah. that took me the longest was there was I was having a, a glitch essentially where yeah. I would go. I guess I was going too fast. You, were go, you go too fast, and the dialogue so doesn't. I, I got work. to yeah. the point that I kept getting stuck at. Waited for the dialogue to finish, and then mm. activated it, and it was like there you go, and I was like, yeah. oh cool. Okay. It's the it's a dialogue heavy mission. It's meant to be. Yeah. I think I think it's, it's good. It's meant to be more story than actual like combat. Yeah, like which I think is good. I think the way the way that the seasons are done, um, there's certain limitations to things. Yeah. I'll just mute myself for a moment. I'm recording. I'm just sorry. It's I'm muted right now, but yeah, I have to edit that out. I'm sorry, mum, but you know, yeah. Um, so we retrieve the data, and. It's probably a way to destroy the to destroy the Warsat network and himself. Um, it's probably a total self-destruct, and he's keeping it quiet. But Anna already knows about Clovis's plan and how Rasputin didn't shoot the traveler. So, yeah, it's either a self-destruct, or it's the activation codes for Abhorrent Imperative, which is basically 
try and destroy the traveler. Um, yeah. yeah, like if apparent imperative is activated, like He'd shoot a, go what, destroy what the traveler is is what, what the command to the warsets basically the is. Like, how oh. would he? So would you know, do you remember the cutscene that it showed where like Clovis has lied to you? Yes. Yes. So basically, it's like forming a whole ball or a ring around the traveler and shooting it with lasers. Oh, so not shooting it once. They're shooting it like a bunch. From yes, different with like different okay. angles. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like it splintered before, mm -hmm. just not from Rasputin's weaponry. But you know, we also know that like kinetic weaponry can destroy ghosts. There are yeah. certain limitations to destroying ghosts, but there are also openings. One of which is like a cabal drop pod. Is so. there a tidbit in the lore that says a ghost has been killed by a cabal drop pod? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Ghosts, ghosts have died in much smaller ways for dumber reasons. Not dumber reasons. Because Less... I thought you had to have special ammunition to kill a ghost. No, the paracord. Not, not sorry. They're not paracordal rounds. Um, in the. Uh, Izanagi's Burden. Izanagi's Burden destroyed ghosts in the Dark Age. Ah. And, you know, it's a kinetic weapon. It just happens to be ex exceedingly powerful. In, yeah, yeah, in Forsaken, like, the uh, marksman, the Scorn yeah. marksman, I can't remember what his name is. That was, from memory, killed, like, Devourer Bullets, which I think, yeah. honestly, was overkill. It just depends what his, the power of his gun is. Um, but, yeah. So... Yeah. The other thing that could be on the data is that the Loki crown conditions had, had been met, which is, like, mm -hmm. you know, the thing that crowns the Traveller and destroys it. Um, and he already locked Clovis out of the Warsats, and that wasn't Anna's doing, but Anna did talk him down out of shooting it with the Warsats, to the point where the Traveller tried to leave, or at least it looked like it did, and because the precondition for pulling the traveler for, sorry for pulling the trigger on loki crown is abhorrent imperative when the traveler tries to leave like she probably told rasputin to have faith in, which in what oh like years ago in the golden age oh. back when you know um yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing that he's saying. Like Anna, do Anna doesn't know that she's my humanity. Like that's yeah. where the, that's where that comes from, and that's I think probably all the more powerful in that regard. Yeah. Um, but Rasputin, you know, with a soul of sorts, had hope, even in the face of annihilation, when yeah. you know the 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 Black Fleet's coming, and he is told to have faith and not shoot down the Traveler to keep humanity alive because it leaving would cause destruction yeah would kill a lot of people probably mm. um, i mean it, probably it would kill it a would lot of people, it would the black fleet killed lots of people it destroyed our golden age to the point where we cannot salvage a lot of it um yeah. there's a lot but, of like, different the only reason types. we survived yeah. the only reason we really survived extinction was the traveler wasn't it yes very actively so if rasputin had taken out the traveler oh we'd be we'd been be able dead. to take off the yeah the darkness or the black fleet we would have just not we yeah yeah no we, we would have been 100 percent so. dead yeah yeah um so it's good that he didn't yeah oh it's great that he didn't yeah it means that yeah. we're alive <laughs> yeah it's great um 
There are particular lore tabs from the Collapse and from, like, the very end of the Golden Age, notably the Revision Zero stuff, but we'll get onto that because uh, I've got a lot of... Uh, I've got a big theory I've been working on with that in that regard. Mm-hmm. But basically, there's, like, Last Days on Kraken Mare, which I really want Seth Dickinson to release the rest of because he only released a portion of it for the lore, but he wrote an entire book, and it's, like... Literally, like, Mars undergoing the collapse as the Black Fleet comes by. And what is that, sorry? The Last Days on Kraken Mare. It's from Shadowkeep. You just get oh. it doing Lost Sectors. Oh, it's in the it's in Destiny's lore system. Yeah, it's in, it's in Destiny's lore. lore tabs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and that basically has, like, exos being dropped in pods by Ras... Like, uh, I don't know if they're small pods, but they're, like, pods dropped drop down by Rasputin with exos in them and it's like an exo strike team to try and take out a person who has damaging information and that's a whole other can of worms that i really want i really really wish that seth dickinson would release the rest of that because that's like pre-guardian exos just doing their thing um yeah but the the, the one thing of note is the seventh seraph armor law seventh seraph armor law where one of the seraphs, Artovit Veronin, sees it firsthand, like the traveler zooming past Mars to Earth after abandoning Io. Like it was working on Io, terraforming and whatnot, and it's like, no, okay, we're gonna go save humanity. And like the collapse was also starting, because you know the traveler's moving, so yeah, like he's just working with another seraph. And she gets smacked down by, like, lightning and wind. Smacks her head open. He gets put into cryosleep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he mentions oh. the Seraphs as we talk to him about the data. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he had human agents in a similar manner that the Traveller has Guardians. And he's like, hey, I, had, I made errors. And they were based on flawed moral frameworks. Namely those of Clovis. Um... And he's like, hey, your proof that the Seraph Protocol was no, was no such error. Choosing to trust humanity may have been the best of my decisions, which is great. And, you know, the main thing with that, you know, the Seraphs were essentially Guardians before Guardians. They were selected special forces decked out with armor and weapons. Sort of us, sort of like us getting the Icolos Protocol. And they protected humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I also find it interesting. We gave the files to Rasputin. He said... I will give them to your vanguard. We gave them to Rasputin. Well, he probably sent them to the vanguard. He may have sent them to the vanguard. What were those, by the way? Well, yeah, that's that's my thinking. We don't actually know exactly, but I'm thinking it's either self-destruction codes Mm. or it is the recording of the event where Anna talked him out of, like, pulling the trigger on Loki Crown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's probably either of those. Um, or it's the activation codes for abhorrent imperative. There's like three, realistically three, different things. Um, then we get to the classified communication, and Anna talks to Rasputin. There's it's quite heavy. If anyone listens to it, hopefully everyone's listened to it. Um, if not, go play the story mission. Yeah, go play the story. This, what are you doing and then here? Come back and listen to the rest of this. But also, if you don't have the story, probably go play it. But also, if you don't want to, just listen to this. 
listen to the last however many episodes. Preferably in order. Like, hopefully you're getting to this at a point in time. I have a gripe, though. Everyone starts listening at episode one. And so, episode one has 34 players. It might be 36 or 38 at this point. But episode eight, with you, Sentinel, has five mm-hmm. plays. And I'm very annoyed because episode seven and eight are some of the best. Especially because I have a good <laughs> mic now. <laughs> rather well, than using people... a webcam. Sovereign, I think people eventually will get to those. Because people I are hope probably... so. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to watch multiple episodes of a podcast yeah. back to back. That's right. So people are probably opening one. Opening one, listening, listening to, it. to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not expecting people like, to listen to it back to back. No, that's that's yeah, too yeah. painful. I mean, I, the most I could probably listen to is like two, because that's yeah. like three hours. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Maybe two hours of two media to three hours, depending on which so. episode. Yeah. And not no, everyone has I that get time, that. So. I just but, don't get why everyone's yes, starting with one. it is weird one, that so many people are listening. Which is like one. season nineteen predictions. Season nineteen predictions with Trollzord. <laughs> yeah. Where he gets angry about the law. Um. Yeah. Rasputin basically basically is like you have given me the ability to objectively see my own value, but also the ways in which my value has imposed a negative sum to the collective well-being of humanity, which is dark. <laughs> He's gonna kill it's himself. A... I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. Like, he's gonna do it. Yeah, I think you're right on the on the money with the mm. the, the enclosed thing that he had us go get being the mm. like the shutdown protocol for him mm. or the self destruct protocol more mm. more likely. I think that is definitely something that could happen, especially the way he talks in the oh yeah. Like should yeah in all the dialogue this week, mm. maybe we'll see. Mm. Can only really speculate. Oh but. yeah, we've how many how many weeks in the season? Twelve. Um, here let me check. I have Destiny mm. open right now. Sure. Uh, there's thirty-eight days and twelve hours until the thirty-eight season ends, days, so fourteen. Yeah, so t- and like almost exactly two weeks, and then we get the final finale event, which will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not like immediately before. Lightfall starts. Yeah. Like, we get two weeks to actually play it, which means that it might have a repeatable mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen anything regarding a repeatable mission yet, but I have seen, you know, some of the stuff that might occur. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know we know that there's going to be, to a degree, an event. Like, we've been told that much in-game. Like, there's going to be something yeah. that starts immediately when we log in. Um... So yeah, should you choose to accept it? Have accept you guys accept? 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 Accept. Intercept. Accept. Yes. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. That's all right. Uh, have you guys done Revision Zero stuff yet? Uh, Nox isn't here anymore. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I don't know where he went. But right. uh, yes, so I've done all the Revision Zero. He's got to go. Now. Yep. Yeah, cool. So, Fenchurch tells us that current age Hake stole and reverse engineered the, the cage goal used on the Traveler, and the tech was then stolen by Scions loyal to Callus, who used it to make light suppressor munitions, which were then used in the attempted assassination of Zavala. And he doesn't see where those threads go. We can possibly infer that, but yeah. I don't want to... Like... I don't want to spoil anything for much. any... Yeah, there, there, there may the be some inferences related yeah. to the next expansion. 
but anyone that's listening that doesn't want like full spoilers I'm not going to say anything yeah um not spoilers inherently but anything related to marketing or whatever so wet earth have you I mean you can't smell the game but have you noticed any like particular occurrences in terms of like people mentioning wet earth have you read many in, in like dialogue and in like dialogue yeah dialogue and lore books yeah uh, they might have i can't yeah that's remember. Right. no no it's, uh, Maybe. no that's, that's really spread out so i can't blame you so i'm gonna be honest i do not read everything that comes yeah. on my screen sometimes i accidentally press enter uh, <laughs> that's totally too fair. early and uh i miss stuff no but, that's all right yeah. no pressure I mean, I, I always go back to Destiny Law Vault as soon as I finish the stuff when I start writing up a document. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've had to watch, like, last week, I was playing the story missions with friends, and mm. I missed, like, You missed, like, of all the of the dialogue, yeah. Because we were, we were killing ourselves by petting the dog at the same time in the helm while <laughs> Rasputin was talking. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Not a lot of... Dear, dear, not yeah. Not a lot of good mm. present thought was going on. So yeah, I had to go watch some videos. Yeah. Um, them, so. so, Fenchurch mentions it, mentions that, you know, their gun smells like Petrichor, okay. which is a wet, earthy Petrichor. smell. Yeah. And Banshee mentions it when we deliver the gun to him to put together. And so in the Whispering Dark entry in Plunder, or the Whispering Dark Lore book in Plunder, there is a mention, it might be, I'm not sure if it's the book or the, or the section title. The law entry. People can't see the screen, but he is correcting my spelling of artifact to American English and then changing it back. Because it said it was. Wrong. It says it's wrong because you you made it you made it American English. <laughs> um, so there were horrific creatures that stank of wet soil, and these aren't the hive because they know what the hive look like. And they're already mentioned by name when they're around Nezarek. When when these Elixni, Misrax's mother and her gang, I guess gang, when a group is around Nezarek's pyramid. Um, yeah. In the Black Armory papers, the it, it, it's literally called like Black Armory papers entries seventy seventy one seventy two. That's the name of the section, mm. which is weird, annoying, but I get it. It's like a, a section of papers. So, the sound of machine being stretched and compressed, and it stank of wet earth. And Banshee himself, again, mentions the K1 artifact smelled of wet earth as he recognizes the stench as we present the gun parts to him. Then he has sudden clarity, and that's the words used in game, and then he puts them ba- he puts the gun together for us. And Shayura and her fire team were also hunted in old Chicago by something smelling of wet earth. Mm. So, yeah. you know, this 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 is all reeking of darkness, pun intended. Yeah. And this is all kind of getting into a theory. Don't correct my spelling of armor. Okay, <laughs> I'm on. just looking at it. I'm not going to correct it. Oh, dear. So, I was hovering over it so it could tell me why it was that. I that's fair. That's fair. So... The composition of Revision Zero, uh, it has a very clear pyramid motif. Like, I'm not sure if it's the mag or, or like, counterbalancing or something on the back, because I don't pay attention to the reload, because it's such a huge gun. 
It takes up like a quarter of the screen. <laughs> it's like the first week we got it, it was like already big, and then the second yeah. week they added that massive barrel on the end, and mm. I was like, "Wow, this is a and very big." And then the laser, gun. and then the addition, like additional the pol- armoring like the on the scope, polymer cover, yeah, on the scope, yeah. Jeez, it looks cool, but it's it looks huge. amazing. I love the gun. Yeah, I, I don't know what level really mine cool. is at at the moment, but it's at least above seventy. <laughs> Yours is really high, actually. I remember. I really you, like the you gun. You put it into the Grandmaster I did with you. So yeah, actually, I did take it into the Grandmaster. You must really it's like so it. Good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Very clear pyramid motif. Like, if you look at it, it's very clear. Um, it's got a symbol that looks like the symbol on the upended, but a little bit less stylized. The composition of the gun is quite interesting, because according to the law, and I'm not going to like read it out, because I think I may have read it out at one point... Mm. It is made of a polyphasic substance that exhibits unpredictable behavior when subjected to typical stress tests. It originated from research at K1 on the moon, where it was being studied in connection with a darkness-related anomaly that caused everyone involved to go insane. And Braytek and Hake are interested in the potential of this material and start conducting research to synthesize. And, like, when they actually hit this proper level of like hey we we can do what we're able to this collapse basically starts like 10 minutes later oh yeah yeah yeah. so terrier is like at the same time yeah yeah i was gonna say the gun the aesthetic of the gun like the it's not it's like looks like silicone kind of i Mm. guess yeah um that aesthetic reminds me a lot of the pvp map the anomaly oh you know yes. how there's that big yeah. thing in the middle so, and that's uh that's k1 isn't it yes it originated from research at the K- at like the k1 anomaly on the moon yeah yeah so and you know fight it's literally a darkness anomaly there, so. that signaled the darkness to come because clovis bray decided oh yes i'd like some clarity please <laughs> So and now we fight around it. So yeah, which which is just great. I really hate that map though. <laughs> Such a silly map. It's so um, tiny. It's tiny. It feels very yeah. tiny. It's tiny. Yeah. There's no there's no long sight lines. Yeah. So polyphasic material, which you know I've just mentioned, it the gun is made out of polyphasic substance. Mm-hmm. And synthwave, synthwave is relevant. So, Hake's team encountered challenges when trying to replicate the polyphasic material, but they were able to overcome them by developing a new fabrication process using a metamaterial known as Synthwave. This material is used to modify armor. Like, literally, we use Synthwave to make our yeah. armor ornaments and change yeah, the armor, armor ornaments. Like, Anna, like, sorry, not Anna, Ada tasked the team like when we when we did the whole like hey here is uh transmog uh ada is basically like hey go down into the bray research facilities grab this stuff for build to build the loom so we did that and during this raid like it was actually shockingly lore dense I don't know how or why they made Transmog Lordance, but I'm really glad they did. Hmm. So Ada speaks at length, at length, regarding, like, solving the problems of diatomic blending and macrofusion blending. These sound like random things, but diatomic partitioning involves the breaking of chemical bonds that holds the atoms together of something, 
resulting in a separation of the atoms. And fusion blending refers to the process of combining or merging different materials or substances together to create a new composite material. Now, that's basically fancy talk to say, hey, we take something apart and then we put something else back together. That's exactly what we do with transmog. But at the atomic level? Yes. Hmm. Like, you changing the ornament on your cloak, or not cloak, but you changing the ornament on any given piece of armor, is you taking apart the atoms, taking apart, like, taking apart the chemical bonds that hold the atoms together and changing it to be a different material. Like, a different substance. That's weird. Yeah. Every time you change, like, your helmet, you're just, like, de-atomizing yeah. and re-atomizing. Macro-fusion, like, dia- diatomic blending and macro-fusion blending. Like, In the bam. name of fashion. Yes. yes. We, we <laughs> yeah. So, this indicates that the original material can be disassembled into its atomic consistence, or constants, sorry, um, I have tiny writing on here, and then merge at the macro level to form a new composite material. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, a changing gun. That's basically how it works. Um, and it, it is a whole... That's how it's... Yeah. Synth, like, synth wave and polyphasic material change. That's basically so that's the... that's why it's so customizable, the gun. Yes, because... Because it's made from the same stuff. Sort of. Sort of. Or so similar stuff. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and Ada, Ada literally... I think Ada literally says... Yeah, I've got it in quotes here. This is Synthwave, a programmable matter more sophisticated than I've ever seen, significantly more advanced than Glimmer. It should be able to replicate the physical appearance of, sh- of some of your armor, though not the material or energy properties. Ergo, we are changing the physical appearance, but we are not doing something new. Why is there a fly? Jeez Louise, sorry. Um, so, transmogrification ultimately came from research into darkness. Like, we can change our armor because the darkness was being studied. And one cool. interesting... Yeah, it, it is actually quite cool. I mean, it's it's pulling the armor into, like, the law. Yeah, that is that And is the neat. darkness into, like, more standard yeah, law relevance not? than That's just cool. being evil. Yeah. Um, so one interesting aspect of the Revision Zero gun is its polyphasic properties, which, you know, mentioned above, which allows it to transform between different firing modes that alter its function. And, you know, like, literally, four burst or two burst. Like, polyphasic, it can change. And this might be due to the gun or its component components, sorry, being able to phase, like, as easily as our hunter can rebrand their cloak. Yeah. yeah, like, you want to swap a different armor piece? You want to swap how your gun fires. Additionally, the ammunition seems to be able to utilize polyphasic properties in order to bypass shields, as it is able to shift into a phase that can bypass that, that can pass through the barrier. So, whether we will whether we're willing it or the gun's willing itself to, it can shoot through barriers. Like it's an anti barrier. It's an intrinsically anti barrier weapon. Anti barrier lore. Yes, <laughs> actually yes, nice. and also, okay, I will say like one slight spoiler. They mentioned Strand as a way to combat anti-barrier champions. Yeah, in the 12. Which only gives more, like, credence to this. Yeah. Which is nice. Makes sense. I'm wondering yeah. if it'll get swapped from a kinetic gun to a Strand, but I doubt it. I don't think so, because they do have more plans for yeah. kinetic weapons. Hmm. So, 
you know, it can shoot through barriers, that's fine. As the weeks go by, we get different versions of the gunner's ornaments. Um, as Sentinel said, you know, the long barrel on it, and then the laser sight, and then the... I'm not sure exactly what you called it on the scope. I called it a polymer cover. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a polymer. Polyphasic material. Yeah. Um, probably not the same thing, but you, I get what you mean. Like, it's, it looks yeah. like a polymer cover. It's a plastic-ish yeah. cover. Yeah. Kind of. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it does look cool. I love the gun. <laughs> As evidenced by my, like, level 70 on it. So... We get different versions of the gun as ornaments, which are version 1, version prime, and version alpha. I may have had those out of order, but basically... <gasps> Jesse, seriously, please don't bark. <laughs> I'm not sure if you if you heard that. I did. Oh, Jesse, please. It's fine, you can cut oh, it out. Dear. Yeah, I can cut it out if needed. <gasps> okay, one moment. Hey, yeah. you're getting accosted if you bark again. I might even just leave that in. I don't really care much for editing at the moment. I, I I'm I'm busy like in an hour. Yeah. So whatever is easy. Yeah. Four different ways of the revision zero, if we include vision zero as well. So to say that you know version zero is the first version, and it is almost as if the gun is being merged with different versions of itself in different like from different timelines, like which are phase shifting into our reality to improve the gun. But this might not be our first encounter with polyphasic materials. Because there is the cosmophasic field. Dear. The what? The cosmophasic field. Ah. Uh, okay. Which I know that doesn't mean anything. Um yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is a cosmophasic field? Uh so according to the law, a man named David Pell, who, if anyone's read Lost Days on Crock and Murray, or any of the Titan armor. Uh, not literal Titan, but like Titan the planet, Moon, no. planet. You get the point. If if you've read any of the planet Titan armor, uh, there is a researcher named Shanice Pell who is assumedly the wife of David Pell. And David Pell was affected by psychosis after being exposed to transmissions from the darkness artifact at the K1 dig site. However, he learned something from this experience. And David presents his doctor with designs for a new drive, gleaned from the artifact and maybe even the witness itself, because, you know, the witness spoke to Clovis, why wouldn't it speak to David? So, it makes use of a, of a cosmophasic field, uh, like a new drive of some description. I don't know exactly what the applications would be, but we have some of the applications here. And the cosmophasic field creates a convergence point around an object, and the word cosmo suggests that this drive has the ability to phase a ship out of our reality and transport it to another location. And David Pell also cool. mentions... Yeah, oh, it is very cool. David <laughs> Pell also mentions that while this could be applied to matter, it could potentially have many uses, and it scales up. Anything immediately come to mind? With teleporting things? Yeah, kind of. Vex. Kind of? Kind of? No. Yeah. I didn't actually I, I didn't actually think of that, but you might you, there might there may be a degree to it. It depends to what level the darkness is actually 
required for it. Whenever I think it. of teleporting, I immediately think of Vex and Warlocks. <laughs> Fair. So, you know, this is a device, a drive that phases a ship out of reality and transports it to another location. Like and the... the What's the ship that we found the dead the dead man's tail? Aha. Uh -huh. We'll get there the, in a moment. The, it starts with a G. The Glycon. I can't remember what it's called. The Glycon, yeah. Oh, I should have just scrolled down on the dock. Right <laughs> yes. There. The Glycon, there we go. So, the doctor calls him nuts, but the commander, Quang Zhan, I, I'm going to be real, Chinese names, <laughs> uh, realizes that there is something to it, and... Juan is paranoid and doesn't want Braytech getting their hands on the research. Like, this is a Bray installation of, like, hey, we are researching stuff on the moon. And then, like, he, he is the one overseeing it from memory at that point in time. Yeah. And he becomes paranoid, doesn't want Braytech getting their hands on the research. And the AI called Firewall might be compromised to him so he he is really paranoid and it doesn't help the fact that you know the whole darkness artifact is making everyone go fucking nuts yeah i remember the mm. lore on that there's a little Basically bit there just made everyone go a little crazy mm. yeah there's there's the lore that's in game but there's also the journal the journal entry i think it's literally of david pell but i might be wrong um i'll have to read it properly but yeah like this is David Pell, Psychosis, Darkness Artifact, comes up with a Cosmophasic Field. Drive. So, Kwong mentions another phase of Exodus. The science we invented will be used to pr propel humanity beyond our solar system and to new worlds. I don't know if that really comes into play, but it might. And Clovis later takes over the K1 project. But, realistically, it doesn't matter too much, but it I mean, it does, because he used a K-1 project to eventually become influenced by the Witness, and subsequently led to letting the Vex out on Europa and creating the Exos, but yeah. So, the Witness itself is likely polyf polyphasic, because, like, does it not look like to you, like, all forms of the Witness are squished into one? Like, the arm movements, I mean, the head... Of the Witness? Yeah. The, like, the faces that he has? Yeah, the face, the like, the smoky faces, the arms, the, the way yeah, that he like moves, the, the talking, which has multiple train. voices, multiple voice tracks. Yeah. Mm. That and, sounds like it's in line. With, yeah, I'm like, not sure if, I'm not sure if you've heard the Witness's voice, but it sounds to me like it is Ikora, Crow, and also a unique voice actor. And I know that it's a unique yeah. voice actor, but it also sounds like Ikora and Crow in my ears. That much yeah, has been made. It's, it's a bunch of voices. It's a bunch up of voices, which at the same time. Yeah. So, back to the Glycon. Sabathun as Osiris told us that the Glycon was as though every possible permutation had been mashed together into one entity. That's basically all we know about it, other than like you know, the Glycon was constantly shifting and moving, and it was every possible permutation, yeah. and then it left again. Yeah. And in Arrivals, Asher shot a pyramid with a rocket launcher, and the projectile stopped existing, so he shot it again with a tracker on it. Neat. And while it looked like they had disappeared, they were still there, held in the field of the pyramid. 
not inherently like polyphasic whatever but it's and asher is asher mirror yes okay yes so he made it look like he, sh- he shot this pyramid the pyramid looked like nothing happened and the projectiles just stopped existing but they didn't they were held there but they also didn't exist it's weird complex mm. it's complex but there might be something to it and it might be the reason for why we can't inherently damage any of the pyramid ships, but yeah, possibly could in the future. Like shoot them out of the yeah. air. Yeah, we can't shoot them out of the air because we don't have good enough weaponry. Yeah. Um, Which is worrying. Yeah. And so, regarding, like, Nephilim's stronghold, Osiris can't find any evidence for his visions. Yeah. Cabal cruisers have orbited Neptune for months, not finding anything. And the witness itself has had to use t- like windows of time on Mars. He, it's getting. It seems like it's getting desperate. It need. It's researching. It's like actively doing research. Yeah. And put there that were two there. periods. Hmm. I oh, I thought you were correcting what I changed. No, no, two periods. no, no. I, I'm know. getting rid of that, so I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll keep that in there. That's fine. Um, it's like, yeah. Cabal have looked for it. The Hidden have looked for it. Jesse! Come on now. Uh, yeah. There's no evidence of Nephilim's stronghold. Whatsoever. There's nothing on Neptune. Nothing in Neptune. Yeah. But, is it possible that Nephilim's stronghold... Jesse! Just trying to record something. It's not even four o'clock yet. Not even four o'clock yet. She starts barking at four, but now it's three thirty, and she started. She's starting to bark. <coughs> Jesse. Okay. Is it possible that Nephilim's stronghold, if established, and there is you know precedent for that happening, is using polyphasic technology to phase shift the city out of existence? That's why we couldn't find it. Yeah. Entirely possible. I think I, I, th- I like think that I think that's sense, probably yeah. the reason. Like Nephilim stronghold, you know, do we phase shift like the ship, whatever? Because you know there were echo there were echo ships that got stuck. So in Spire of the Watcher, the spire is used to to keep Soteria in the pillory station, and that's what all of the servers in the like underground not underground but like yeah it is underground actually underground are like you fall down if you fail the jumping puzzle and that's where all the servers are Mm. so the orgamind soteria an ai built by maya sunderesh who later had issues with the vex of note was able to fragment itself when clovis was basically like hey let's not do that uh because you know it tried to launch things without asking permission and it gained control of a single echo craft and left it and like you know left it instead of returning it kept it from returning after the spire of Ares called recalled all the echo ships because you know Clovis didn't want anyone getting out of the system which is sketch if nothing else so the ship after getting caught in a gravity well crashed into quote azure clouds does that sound like Neptune to you? Hold on, let me look up what Neptune looks like. I forgot. Uh, you might want to look up the word Azure. 
Neptune is like a, a, a I mean I would say an azure yes. blue. Yeah. I would agree. It looks azure. So the, I know what is I I know what azure means. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot what Neptune looked like. That's fine. I agree though it does look it is so it's blue. The Echo ship was carrying human embryos meant for Andromeda. Like and that would have taken years because you would have had to like keep those on ice and also have exos and whatnot there. And we know that that's happened because Anna meant like Anna finds Echo One and Echo Two information and basically chooses to ignore it because she says it's probably best to leave things if things were launched and human humanity got out. Let's not bring it up. Probably a good idea on some level. And yeah, like human embryos meant for Andromeda. And that's what's on the Echo Ship. Echo Ships used human embryos with exo caretakers. And they would have had everything necessary for, like, long intergalactic trips, as well as the requirements for setting up a colony. And if a given Echo Ship set up something in Neptune, it's possible they have access to the cosmophasic technology. And the polyphasic technology in order to, like, change their weaponry or armor or anything. And I mean, in... Well, that, that's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that. Trailers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if you can tell. I'm trying to avoid that to all, yeah. to all degree. Um, yes, I agree that is a very much a possibility yeah. that they could have that, yeah. But... You know, instead of, like, you know, leaving Neptune, they could have used it to hide. Which is why I think that Nephilim's stronghold on Neptune was basically, it's being hidden. There is no reason that they couldn't find it, even though Neptune is big. Mm. Like, Cabal Cruisers, for the last, like, like since, uh, since we got Crowback. I think, or since since like this last year, since since Witch Queen actually, we've had Chrome mentioning reports of Cabal cruisers. We've had Neptune stuff related in this like this season. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's come up. It's basically leading us to Echo ships on Neptune or an Echo ship on Neptune. It's just starting to like converge into mm. the storyline that we're is going to be light fall do you think yeah yeah basically i yeah. mean i agree yeah i'm not, I'm not going to say anything more because i don't want to like infer things yeah, yeah, for yeah. people that that may or may not want any given spoilers so yeah that's good um i don't know how long this has been but thank you very much for joining me oh it's only been 47 yeah. minutes okay do you have any like law-based questions <laughs> um i'm happy to go for a little bit longer if you want to yeah um um, I'm not going to go Honestly, into the stuff. Honestly, all that... of my questions, all of my questions have been about the trailers that have come out. Oh, I yeah, I can answer those privately. <laughs> I know, I know enough in that regard. Um, Anything yeah. you wanted to talk about? Oh, I can confidently say, if Howie listens to this, Howie, I'm not going into the whole Mara thing because Mara is like two or three episodes in itself, and I think I explained at length exactly what happened. 
with the distributary, which was Mara screwing everything up and over. Um, I will check if there's any questions. Um, if anyone popped any new ones in. Seriously, Jesse? Oh dear. I might have to make sure that I get, like, the plugins, because I tried to get the plugins working. I couldn't get the plugins working. Riley suggested a bunch of plugins. I couldn't get them working. I oh, did. Could Rasputin infuse the Warsats with light? Like, if he, okay, if he gets resurrected into a Guardian, would the whole Warmind network be empowered? N no? I don't Is know he... where that's coming from. I don't. I don't. No. I don't think. No. I don't think as it is, he'd be able to do that. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. No. Um, looking through the subclasses and the class law, you want to know them better. How they were born. Who was the first user of the philosophies? Hunter main. You want to know more about the history of hunters. You want to know each hunter subclass philosophy, and how they are different. I'm the kind of person who likes to identify with the character, its origins, powers, etc. So I'd love to learn about the subclasses and play the subclass that I identify the most with. That's actually quite cool. Um, well, gunslingers are space cowboys. There's not much philosophy to it, but gunslingers probably don't like philosophy. <laughs> you shoot fast, you shoot accurately. And yeah, I'd say it's probably be the rootin', most... Be be tootin', and most You're... of all, be kind. Yeah. The, it's probably the most varied subclass in terms of the hunters who utilize it act yeah um this is specific to hunters you could probably talk talk about titan for me um arc striders uh, we know pretty much jack shit about because a couple were peacekeepers in the dark ages but they quickly faded out and blade dancers were the hide and strike type you know like wait for a target stab the target get out and i yeah yeah they, they were usually more altruistic Blade Dancers were working for the Vanguard, like Shuro. But we don't know much about Arc Striders specifically, because Arc Striders in particular only really came back as of the Red War, because we were given ancient light powers because of the Shot of the Traveler. Um, Night Stalkers yeah. are very rare, and the cutscene from D1 explains Night Stalkers well. Like, just search D1 Night Stalker cutscenes. There's like two of them, I think. And experienced guardians can learn all subclasses and switch between them with ease. Like, there's probably no real, unless you've got like a very specific guardian with a very heavy class identity. Like Saint Fourteen. Like Saint Fourteen, who is a, very a much sentinel. the altruistic yeah. bubble titan. Yeah. Yeah. Jess, please. Sentinel, yeah. not me. Sentinel, the yes. subclass. Sentinel, the subclass, not Sentinel, the person. Player. And I want to make it clear, my my name is not Sentinel <laughs> because of the Destiny subclass. It's just I like the name Sentinel. Yeah, I swear. Sure. Everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. You named yourself. And I was like, I didn't. Oh, Jesse, please. Come on, dude. But uh, there is yeah, actually, sure. for Titans, I know, there is there's lore about the building of the city and stuff. I think he's doing something right now. Yeah, I am. You can, you can go on about Titans one moment. I'll just move it out. All right. I I mean I this is all stuff I learned about a really long time ago, but it was um 
some lore about the titans that help build the walls of the city and protect the walls of the city. Basically, a lot of titan lore is just like there's two different mm. types of titans, defenders and like the like I don't know, not offenders, but um titans that wanted to stay and protect the city and titans that wanted to go out and stop the enemies of darkness from destroying the city and there weren't that much in between um mm. most they, titans fell into the category of wanting to stay and protect the mm. city the firebreak the order lore. from memory was like yeah. the offensive type yes yeah, yeah yeah that's what i remember and like the the sunbreakers and stuff uh all that and then obviously some really like uh like zavala i'm pretty sure doesn't know how to use solar i don't think right i would imagine because um the sunbreakers are their own class and yeah the reason we know i how think to use... like there's a level of attunement that people have yeah that and I, the reason ikora is considered so strong is because she can use like nova bomb chaos reach in quick succession in witch queen for example while she yeah. floats in the air it just flies yeah yeah like literally heat rises yeah, so I and think there, there are different are, attunements, yeah. I feel like warlocks are probably the most lore-heavy class, and then hunters being second, and then titans maybe last, just in the in the case of individual stories about specifically mm. not, like, like characters, and I don't mean like characters like Saint-14, obviously. Everyone knows who Saint-14 is if you play the game for a significant amount of time. Yeah. Not every single person would know who Shin Malfur is. Yeah, Shin Malfur. It's like that. Because he's is, not is in Rasmus, the game, he's in the Is lore. Rasmus still here? I don't think There's actually, is. like, a bunch of people listening. That's great. Yeah, there has been. Um, Do we want to have Solokon? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm gra- drag him in. I'm not sure if this will work. If he wants to talk <laughs> about... I don't know how this works. Do I Solo. drag him in? Oh, invite to speak. Here we go. So if you'd like to speak about oh, Warlocks... Hello. That would be lovely. Um, like, you know, the philosophy behind warlock subclasses and mannerisms and stuff. Well, I didn't expect to be here, so I'm a little unprepared. However, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, a lot of warlocks have been a decent philosophy with learning more, as you have Akora, who has her own group of the Hidden, constantly trying to figure out who is Savathun, what her plans were during <clears throat> Witch Queen, Mm. Eris kind of falls in between a hunter and a warlock, which makes sense as she has her mm. own almost recklessness to her studies while still trying to learn the truth with mm. Ikora. There's also been a... And I'm pretty sure Eris... I mean, keep in mind Eris is a hunter. I'm pretty sure she was a gunslinger, yeah. which is weird to consider. <laughs> that is a bit odd to consider. That's odd to consider considering she's currently lightless for like hundreds of years now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like warlocks... I think there's no real specifically studious warlock and you can mm-hmm. probably find like anything related to stasis to be more akin to like a bit on the uh, pun intended colder side <laughs> but I don't I don't know of anything outside of like a nor and praxic law to I want to be... see an animation of Eris Morn casting a revenant super I think that looked wild. <laughs> she actually there is actually a real world implication behind like the ball that she uses, and I'm pretty sure yeah. that there's like it's like a ball on a string or something. 
something akin to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a kung fu kind of. I'm probably butchering this as to like what it actually is, but I don't care to look that up at the moment. I don't want to waste people's time. Um, yeah, there's like precedent behind her using this, a ball. This is making me want to go watch Titan lore videos because I want to know more. <laughs> Oh, there's a, there's a bunch make, of stuff. We can make it a night, Sentinel. We can go watch some Titan more videos. Yeah, so we can make it a fucking fine. night. It's gonna be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Sav, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, nothing off my, off the top of my head. I think there was one thing I was going to mention, and that would be if you wanted to look up a really legendary Titan. I know that this guy this guy mentioned Hunters, but if you guys want to look up a really legendary Titan, look up. Wei Ning. She is amazing. Ah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. You will you you will know why when you read it. Alrighty. I need some spelling on that, please. Mm. What sorry? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea how to spell that name. W E I space N I N G. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you very much for joining me guys. That's hit it a bit closer to the to the hour mark. I probably <laughs> yeah. won't edit much if any of this. I don't think there's much noise coming out of OBS at the moment. Nothing ambient. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very this, much, guys. This was a fun little surprise. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I literally dragged you in from the audience. You basically just went, uh, yes, you there. I've upgraded, too, I've upgraded from using Zoom recordings. <laughs> it's you too <laughs> might also get pulled into the podcast through the Chronocast yep. PC. Oh, actually, okay. Would you, would you guys be willing to go for maybe another like 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, does I... anybody in the? Oh yeah, no pressure, Wasabi. If you want to hop out and just listen. Uh, yeah, I will. But I just want to discuss one more thing. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Warlocks. Obviously, before he was munched on by Sabathun and had mm. his body taken over Osiris, there was a grimoire where he casted, I believe, six or seven supers in the cast of one minute, which is just another yeah. moment of mayhem. Mm. <laughs> yeah, basically, and. So is fighting, one of the goddamn strongest walks. Ballin. Is there a chat that he was indeed people Ballin. can see? Like, if any if anyone hits like a chat thing, are they able to? I'm just not sure how the questions work. I think Osiris and Saint Fourteen are two of the strongest guardians historically. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just like strength wise, I believe that. Mm. Because Saint Fourteen was in the Infinite Forest for like, or was he and in the Infinite Forest? I got for like so long, really long time, and then he the died, fact? and then he like Made went back in time and like saved him. And ah, like, here we go. That's why I'm asking. Like, yeah, there's like hundreds and hundreds of dead Vex. Like he fought for like basically years and mm. years and yeah. didn't die. Not, so. not to mention, if you take if you go into that mission where you like see Saint Fourteen. You will actually see a memorial that was made to him. The Vex basically yeah. went, "Fucking, all right, you know, fine. If we do this, maybe he'll That's stop." That mm. Yeah, so, cook. Oh no, it was like they venerated him enough that he was basically they didn't, seen as like, like desecrate him. Yeah. yeah, they desecrated his. Yeah, well, they didn't. Uh, they did Des- desecrate, desecrate off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just saw a question from Cryos. Yes, Cryos. Here we go. So, Cryos has asked, I don't know where else to put this, but since we're talking Eris Morn, how does a guardian live for hundreds of years after losing their ghost? Um, and from memory, like, 
I don't know exactly how they live, like, so long, but we also, okay, we also do know, for example, uh, Arthur Veronin, who I mentioned earlier, he lived until he was put into cryosleep for, and it was considered, like, the young age of 82, and we know, we know that, like, human lifespan tripled at the time, um, like, the Traveler's Blessing probably worked for humanity even now. I know Eris was rezzed early as well. So, it's entirely plausible that, you know, if you are human, you don't just live until you're, like, 100. You live until you are 300, 400, depending on, like, what consider what, what was considered tripled. If you're, like, healthy, because... Yeah, the I mean, we don't, we don't have deep-fried yeah, cheeseburgers in the last city. Yeah. They got a ramen shop in the last city. That's true, but so ramen's relatively ramen healthy. Shops. Too far yeah. off. So, yeah. yeah. Eris is probably... It's probably just a case of, like, you know, had the light immortal. Yeah, actually, that brings it to question. What is the case... Because we are technically dead beings. We are resurrected. Yes, and we are we dead. Are really we, are, we are dead. So my... You are dead. Okay. <laughs> you are dead. So yeah, you I'm one. I'm wondering how does it work if somebody's resurrected then loses their light? Like how are Osiris? How are a bunch of people like te- like they're not He's alive? He's like already old. So Osiris is or 